There is nothing I love more than an amazing meal with high quality meat cooked at home because let's be honest, eating out is so expensive. And you also know that eating out is the number one budget buster. That is why I am so glad I found ButcherBox. ButcherBox is a premium meat subscription service dedicated to delivering high quality, grass fed and grass finished beef, organic chicken, pork raised crate free and wild caught seafood directly to your doorstep with free shipping always. You even get exclusive member deals, recipes, and a variety of high-quality cuts at an amazing price. New users will receive their choice of two pounds of ground beef, three pounds of chicken thighs, or one pound of premium steak tips for a year. Use code ETM and get $20 off your first box at ButcherBox.com. Last night, we made a beef stew with meat from ButcherBox, and you can taste the difference. It was so satisfying and delicious. And all of our friends that were over for a dinner party, they raved at how good it was. So do yourself a favor and eat better this year with the best meat and seafood on the planet delivered to your door. ButcherBox is offering my listeners their choice of a weeknight meal essential, three pounds of chicken thighs, two pounds of ground beef, or one pound of premium steak tips, for free in every order for a year. Plus, get $20 off your first order. Sign up today at butcherbox.com etm and use code etm to choose your free offer and get $20 off. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Shauna Compton-Game. This is Millennial Money. And today we're talking smart retirement money moves in your 20s and 30s. Millennial Money with Shauna Compton Game. It will expand your brain. Before we get into the smart money moves that I know you're all probably just waiting on bated breath to hear about, I just really wanted to say thank you again for listening to this podcast, for recommending it to your friends. We were featured last week again on iTunes, which is always a big deal when that happens. We get a lot more people to the podcast, a lot more people checking us out. And, um, you know, that's just, it's my personal mission to do whatever I can to really help spread financial literacy. And the way I look at it is I just, I really want to revolutionize how you think, act, and feel about money. I want to break all those stigmas, all that stress, all that fear about money, and be really real with you, right? And, and tell you about things that are textbook things, things the things even we're going to talk about today, right? And then kind of blow that up and shatter that a little bit and, and tell you about real life because I don't think there are enough money experts that actually tell you about real life, you know? And I think that's really important because we can be here and I can give you 20 steps to this and 10 steps to this and five steps to this and, you know, all of those 
kind of rules that, that you hear about money. But the reality is, is that we're all different. We're all in such a different situation. We all have different goals. I mean, what I want to do with my life probably looks very different than what you want to do with your life. And I just don't think we talk about that enough. And instead, what we focus on is like, well, if you haven't done X, Y, and Z by this particular age, or if you haven't bought a house, or you haven't had a family, or you haven't done this, or you haven't done that, then somehow you're not doing it right, right? And that's just BS. It's just not reality. And it took me a long time to realize this. Uh, You know, my 20s, I thought, I had to do everything by the book, everything perfectly, you know, and it it literally was like, for me, it was checking things off the list. Like, okay, I did this check. Okay. I did that check. Okay. I did this check, you know? And honestly, if I'm going to be really honest for you, I was completely unhappy. I was completely unfulfilled and I don't really think I was, I was alive. I mean, I'm way more alive now than ever before. And you know, I've been through some stuff, right? Um, I've had a lot of money. I've had not a lot of money. I've been divorced. I've been remarried. Uh, I mean, you name it. Like I've, I've been through it. Right. Uh, you know, and I think that it's just really important for me, at least me, my personal opinion, to be able to share with you not only the tips and tricks and things like that, but also the stories, whether it happened to me, whether it's it's somebody that I've worked with or I've come in contact with, because I really want you to know that whatever money situation you're in or whatever goal you have, whatever it is, that you are so not the only one. And I think because we don't talk about money a lot, right? We we are completely in this bubble. So, you know, whether you woke up today worried about however much money's in your bank account or you are worrying about, you know, the house you really want to buy and how are you going to afford a down payment or maybe you're starting a family or maybe you got laid off from your job or maybe you're starting a new entrepreneurial venture. There's, there's something that you probably woke up today thinking about that is in some relation to money. It's just, it's really hard to like escape this, this thing. If you think about it, it's kind of at the root of everything. And yet, doesn't need to be at the root of everything. And that's really, I think, the evolution that I went through in my 20s and my early 30s was, okay, wait a minute. Like, I've got to be smart about money. I've got to make some smart moves. But I also got to know how to, like, pick myself up when something doesn't go like it was planned. And also, I cannot make this money thing the only piece of me, right? The only thing that I'm about. And I learned that lesson a really, really hard way. And hopefully a lot of you listen to podcasts don't have to learn that lesson a hard way, but you know, I did. And, um, I can tell you from going through it and, and coming back out on this side. Um, I still struggle with money. I still struggle sometimes with, you know, looking at, at balances and, and accounts and things and going, man, maybe I'm not where I, I should be or, you know, should I have done this and not done that? Or should I, you know, so I think it's just inevitable, no matter where you are, you're not going to think you're far enough. You're going to get frustrated with your situation. And that's just the the reality of dealing with money. But I just want to encourage you, like, don't measure yourself up against anyone, no one, because no one is in your own situation. Nobody has walked your path, right? So who the heck are they to judge 
for any piece of, of your life, of how you spend your money, of, of what you do or don't do with your money, right? That's your own personal decision. So we can talk about smart moves like we're going to talk about today, but I'm going to do it all with just a ginormous asterisk, right? Just a ginormous asterisk. And it's the asterisk is, it depends on you. It depends on your situation. It depends what's important to you. Um, and I think if you keep that in your kind of back pocket, whenever you're thinking about like, what should I do with my money? What should I save money? Should I invest money? Should I buy this? Should I not buy this? You know, what, what should I do? You always have to measure it against well, what do you want your life to look like? What What is your ideal vision of life? Does it match up with that? If it does, then maybe it's okay for you. If it doesn't, it's okay too, you know? So we talk about smart money moves in your 20s and 30s. And, you know, I, I've done a lot of podcasts about this and I keep trying to come up with different varieties of this podcast. Um, you know, when I was in my early 20s, I was a ferocious saver in a 401k, like a ferocious. And I remember just thinking one day, like, I've got it made. Like, there is a lot of cash in this account. And it literally was just from making the conscious decision to contribute the max to a 401k. There was there was no uh, second guessing that. It was just, that's what was done, right? And then, you know, if you've been listening to this podcast for quite some time, you know, it's no secret that I'm divorced. And so when I got divorced, um, I watched most of that kind of go away, right? Um, So in the divorce settlement, um, I lost very big portion of that and then had to negotiate myself through the divorce settlement. And I ended up basically walking away with almost none of it and starting over again. And that was tough. Like starting over in your early thirties is, is, is not fun when you were riding the wave in the twenties thinking like you had it all set. But the moral of the story is, is the cash was there when I needed it. And although I didn't want to have to give up that, that 401k, you know, it it was there and it, it, it met a need, but I understood how to get back to that place right? And I may not get back to exactly how magnificent and wonderful it would have been had I kept going at that particular savings rate. But that doesn't matter because that's life that got in there, right? And life's going to throw you all sorts of fun, different twisty balls. And your job is just not to freak out about any of them. Like your job is just to, you know what? Be calm. We got it. We can figure this out, right? That's your job. And if you can win at that game, especially when it comes to money, man, a lot of things are going to be totally easy peasy for you. So when I talk about smart money, retirement money moves in your 20s and 30s, it's really because I know the power of starting early. And, you know, one of the key things is a small step now or a big step later. So when you're starting to save when you're young, you have time on your side, like you have no idea, right? You can start saving a small, a relatively small amount each and every month. And because of the power of compounding, we're going to talk about this a little bit later, that snowball can get pretty darn big, right? Even if there are some bumpy years in there in the stock market, you've got a really long time horizon. And the problem is, is that, look, if you're in your 20s, even early 30s right now, like the reality of us living to our hundreds is is pretty realistic. And back like parents, grandparents' generation, especially grandparents' generation, like they stopped working at 65. They were done, right? 
but they didn't have that long of a life expectancy. So maybe they lived 20 years, maybe, maybe, but more likely it was like 10 years or 15 years. That's just the the way things are, you know, our medical advances are so advanced now that we're curing diseases and, and, and solving problems that we just never thought we would be able to do. So, you know, we may spend 30 plus years in quote unquote retirement, right? That takes a lot of cash. If you're going to stop working at 65 and you're going to live till you're 105, you need a boatload of cash in order for you to live even remotely in a, a comfortable fashion all of those years. So what can you do today Even if you are already investing in your 401k, what can you do today to bump that up a little, right? Can you start packing your lunches? Can you negotiate your cell phone bill lower? Uh, What can you do so that you can up your contribution percentage or if you haven't started so you can start, right? And don't freak out about what that number is. If that number is 50 bucks a month, if that number is $20 a month, if it's $100 a month, whatever that number is, it's okay. Because remember, this is your life, right? It's not my life. So you get to decide what works for you. And, you know, 401ks are great. We talk about 401ks a lot. It's, it's a language that people understand. You know, you get it, you get a corporate job, you get a 401k, that's where you start investing money. But the question is, what else can you be doing? And I, I get this a lot. You know, I'm investing my 401k. What's the next step I can be doing towards retirement? And I love this because it means that a lot of you are great savers and you're thinking past what you know you should be doing. Um, if you're eligible, you can contribute to a traditional or Roth IRA on top of what you're already contributing in your 401k. Uh, the match or match the maximum for each of those uh, types of IRAs in 2017 is 5,500. It's going to stay the same for 2018. So if you're contributing to your 401k and let's say you want to set up a Roth IRA, you could contribute another $5,500 a year. Now remember. When you contribute to the Roth, you're not taxed on the money that you take out when you go to retire, but you've already paid tax on the money that's going in. So it works in reverse of your 401k, right? But there are lots of other ways for you to think about this. Maybe your company only offers you know, a certain match percentage. Maybe you want to put in your 401k up to whatever that company matches, by the way. If your company offers a match, please, it's free money. Do yourself a favor. Put enough money in to maximize that match. You're going to thank me in like 10, 15 years, 20 years maybe. I promise you. Do yourself a favor. It's one of the smartest retirement money moves you can make. But let's say you get up to the match and maybe you want to put money in a Roth because it works a little bit differently than your 401k. Cool. Go for it, right? The pros about the 401k is that you can potentially contribute a lot more money to the 401k. In 2017, you contribute up to 18,000 versus the Roth or the IRA were 5,500. So we we're dealing with different denominations here, right? Um, there are lots of other pros and cons. So we're not going to, this isn't an episode where we're going to dish on the pros and cons and the differences, but just know that there are, you know, some differences about that. Financial anxiety, anyone? Yeah. You're not alone, but worrying about it, it doesn't help. Earnin does. 
Earn It is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. You just download the Earn It app and verify your paycheck. Then you can access up to $100 per day as you work and leave an additional tip. Any money you access plus tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So how would you spend the money you get from Earnin? Well, honestly, my hubby and I have been feeling a little bit disconnected lately. That's what happens after you've been together about 12 years. So I would spend the money on a special date night with dinner and maybe bowling, you know, to bring back some of that giggly excitement that we both felt at the beginning. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security, gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type in Talkin, T-A-L-K-A-N, money under podcast when you sign up. It will really help the show. Talkin money under podcast. Subject to your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank & Trust, member FDIC. When it comes to financial advice, you got to trust the source. It's why you listen to this podcast. When I'm looking to upgrade my wallet, I turn to NerdWallet. Their expert team of nerds dives into the details to help you find smarter financial products. Before NerdWallet, I was paying for vacations all wrong. <laughs> I was missing out on miles. I didn't even know I was leaving on the table. Now I've got a new card with more miles and more upgrades. What could future you do with more travel rewards? I don't know, maybe that fancy hotel upgrade that you have always been dreaming about. Wherever you go next, make it happen with a smarter travel credit card. Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Nerdwallet. Finance smarter. As with all cards, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. Listen, if you've been using Mint to manage your money, I have got some news for you. First, the bad news. As you might know, Mint is shutting down for good. But the good news, well, there is a way better alternative that is a personal favorite of mine, Monarch Money. And I'm not the only lover of Monarch Money. Many Mint users are turning to Monarch Money and just raving about it. I used to manage my money with an Excel spreadsheet. I know, so archaic. And it was so time consuming. I tried all of the apps but I just didn't find one I liked until I found Monarch. And I've got to tell you a secret. Monarch is so easy to use with a very intuitive design. You can even collaborate with your partner and you can customize Monarch for whatever your needs are. Monarch is the top rated all-in-one personal finance app. It gives you a comprehensive view of all your accounts, investments, transactions, and more. Create custom budgets, set goals, and collaborate with your partner. And now get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com etm. Let's go back to the collaboration bit. Because we know money is a leading cause of divorce and breakups, Monarch has built-in collaboration features so you can invite your partner at no extra cost. You can see all your finances, make a budget together, get insights on your cash. Yes, cue the confetti. There will literally not be any more arguments over money. And if you've been frustrated with personal finance apps that are cluttered with ads, difficult to use, or rarely updated, so was Monarch. They built a new kind of personal finance app that's intuitive and powerful ad-free, and constantly improving based on customer feedback. Monarch has a tool that allows you as well to easily import your data from Mint. You can keep all of your tags and all of your categories. 
After trying Monarch for myself, I understand why it's the top-rated personal finance app. And right now, get an extended 30-day free trial when you go to monarchmoney.com slash etm. That's M-O-N-A-R-C-H-M-O-N-E-Y dot com slash etm for your extended 30-day free trial. Shipping can make or break a sale, so optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Another thing, you know, when you're thinking about, okay, I want I want to do more, you know, the people that I have seen that have been the quote unquote wealthiest, if we're just talking about dollars, I'm not talking about happiness. <laughs> I think there are, no, I know there are two different denominations for that because I have seen some really wealthy people that are ridiculously unhappy. Um, I've seen some wealthy people who are very happy. I'm not saying that that those two come along with the territory, but I'm but I'm saying that something happens when people get really wealthy. It just it's like a switch in the brain happens to a lot of people, and it's really interesting to to watch. It's really interesting to watch in the I think in the political climate we're in, in the world we're in right now. Um, I see a lot of people who who can't make their student loan payment, and they're they're donating massive amounts of money to you know, Las Vegas victims to hurricane victims, you know, a real sense of generosity. And then I watch some of the people that are really wealthy, just not want to give a dime. And it, it's very frustrating to watch. And again, everybody has their own reasons. So I'm not judging anybody here. I'm just telling you what I see. So I really want you to think about, about wealth. We're just talking about purely mathematical here as buckets, different buckets that you put money in, because what happens if you put all your money in an IRA or in a 401k, right? And 2008, 2009 comes along again, and you lose half that value. Now, if you have a long enough time horizon, yeah, maybe you get it back. You probably get it back, but it's going to take you a long time. But if you had your money in different buckets, you have different places to pull from money from, right? So, Maybe you're investing in a certain company stock. Maybe you're going to invest in an after-tax investment account or maybe even real estate. You know, Instead of renting, maybe thinking about saving to purchase real estate. Right now, the opportunity to purchase in a historically low interest rate environment is crazy. This is crazy. And, you know, if you're thinking about buying a house or a condo, you know, the borrowing rate from the mortgage company, it's much lower than it has been in the past. And in fact, in a lot of areas, they haven't fully recovered from the correction that happened in the real estate, you know, crash. And so there are some places where, you know, you can still get quite a good value for purchasing. And you might even be able to purchase something and pay less than what you're paying in rent. Um, you know, so all I want to do is just encourage you to think outside of the traditional box of thinking outside of the traditional, well, I just contribute to my 401k and that's it period. That's going to be it for me. You know, um, I'm not saying that every different type of investment is right for each person. That's not at all, again, what I'm saying. You know, some people it makes more sense to buy, some people it doesn't. It really is situationally dependent. And so that's why it's really important to find 
certified financial planners, find financial advisors in your area, find a mortgage broker, somebody in your area that can really help give you area specific guidance and can look at your actual numbers and situation to figure out what works best to you. But the the pro is that, you know, you have this awareness, you have this understanding of like, look, I can't have everything in one bucket. So as I'm building, as I'm building my wealth, as I'm building my life, I got to also figure out how to build some buckets to go along with it. So, you know, we mentioned a little bit earlier on in this podcast, kind of the value of putting your money in now. And I just wanted to give you a little simplistic scenario just to demonstrate this purpose. And I have a link to this calculator in the show notes. So if you run run something on your on yourself, I really honestly encourage you to go for it. You can never run enough of these calculators. So I just took a 28-year-old that earns 75000 a year and puts in 6% of salary into a 401k every month, right? And earns an average return of 6%. That 28-year-old will have approximately $913,000 at age 67. But if that same person waited 12 years until they were 40 and invested the same amount with the same return of 6% average return, the investment would be $372,000 at age 67. So that's almost a, you know, 500 and some odd thousand dollar difference. And that is a demonstration of the power of compounding. And if you don't understand the compounding, all you need to think about again is a snowball. If we start pushing a snowball downhill, it's really small when it starts, but as it goes further and further down the hill, it picks up more and more snow. It gets bigger and bigger and bigger. And that's what compounding does. It is literally money stacking on top of money. I can't think of anything better than that, right? Now you're probably going to have some down years. Um, you're probably not going to earn an average of 6% every year. That's why these are just guesstimates. And I think, you know, when it, when it comes to thinking about retirement, when you're in your 20s and 30s, don't get fixated on like, I got to hit that million dollar mark. I got to hit $2 million. I got to, whatever that number is in your head, don't get fixated on that number yet. That gets dialed in much later on. Right now, all you're thinking about is how much cash can I put away in different accounts to get my snowball rolling in the right direction? That's what you're thinking about. You know, look around your your current spending, look around your current life. What are the areas where maybe you're overspending? You could cut back just a tiny bit, but drive that extra cash into something that's working for you, not against you, right? Remember, our credit card interest works against us. We want the good compounding. We want it to work in our favor. We want to see money growing on top of money. And another thing is, you know, a lot of times people ask me, well, what if I don't have an emergency fund? Should I still be doing all of these different things for saving for retirement? I'm I'm a big fan of do both at the same time. Save, save what you can in your retirement account, but start also saving an emergency fund because that emergency fund, you're going to need that. And if emergency comes up and all you've done is shovel your money into your 401k, then you either got to go to your credit cards or you got to dip into your 401k. Neither are great choices, you know? So if there's a way that you can do both at the same time while you're building, even better. You know, you get a raise, put more of that raise towards one of those buckets, but I don't think it necessarily has to be a choice of either or. But again, this is 
This is situationally dependent. It's dependent on your situation. But I have been through enough situations to really learn that cash is definitely king or queen, depending on your situation. Um, you, You can't go wrong with having just a bunch of cash in a high yield investment account, just sitting there waiting for you in case something happens, because something will happen. And you know, you're going to be really happy when you, when you do have that, that bucket of cash. So lastly, I just want to, again, kind of like lay you off the hook a little bit and, and say that, you know, retirement savings in your twenties and thirties, it's just a benchmark. All of these things are just a benchmark. You don't know what age you're going to want to stop working. You, you don't know what's going to happen to you throughout your life. You, you really have no idea what's going to happen. And when you read articles about, you know what, at this age, you should have this much invested. Again, I want you to look at it with an asterisk mark because that may or may not be appropriate for your life, for your situation, right? And I think that you need to really discover what you want your life to look like. And instead of calling it retirement, I like to call it lifestyle, my lifestyle fund, because I personally, I don't really think I want to retire. I'm, I'm kind of a person that always likes to be working. I always like to be challenging myself, maybe not at the same level, but you know, I have a passion for what I do and I always want to continue to do that in some fa- fashion. But you know, a lifestyle to me, it, 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 it's, it enables my brain to wrap around all the maybe tough choices I make sometimes with money. It allows me to go, you know what? I'm working towards this lifestyle that I have in my brain. It's a realistic lifestyle. Um, it's what I want my life to look like. And it doesn't have to look like like yours or anybody else's. But, you know, if there is that one day where where you want to stop working, and then you've you've done some of the right steps when you're in your 20s and 30s. You've made a commitment to saving money, and that's never going to be a bad thing, right? I never, ever have heard anybody tell me, my problem is I have too much cash. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've never heard it, right? It's usually the opposite. Like, how in the world can I get more savings? I can't figure this out. So I just want to empower you today to... to Think about all this, but think about it with an asterisk and really think about what you want your life to look like and then figure out the strategy that that works with that, that meets that in the right place. As always, you can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at Shauna Game. And if you love this podcast, do me a favor, please shout it out to your friends. Head on over to the link in the show notes over to iTunes and leave us a review. 